What do you think of uh, familiar faces as this week's assignment? Sure. That's a good one. All right. Um... I almost wrote familiar feces. <laughs> That's something different. Getting back to the Germans. <laughs> hey, kids. Happy Tuesday. Uh, it is episode 95 of On Taking Pictures. Always a good day, right? Absolutely. It's, it's yeah. snowing and raining again here in New York City, so. And it's and it's uh, it's supposed to be, I think, 87 today in yeah. Southern California. Yeah, bite me. Uh, so, yeah. But you know what? What we need to do is we need to figure out a way to to, to package up the, the snow melt from the East Coast and truck it over here because we don't have any water. Yeah, I'll take the water. Yeah, sure. OK, then I'm happy you know. where I am. <laughs> so we're here each and every week. We're talking about uh, snow and, <laughs> and weather and photography. Uh, uh, not necessarily in that order. My name is Jeffrey Sidoris from FadedAndBlurred.com. And uh, with me, uh, the, the snowbound Bill Wadman. Um, yeah, you know, it's more just slushy and messy and gross out here. Um, Did people ever call you Billy? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Uh, my sister sometimes, uh, my mother, my father. And they did they did they ask you not to be a hero? <laughs> well, you know what it is. I was Billy because my father was also Bill, right? Right. So there was had to be a differentiation. Um, I never really liked it though. Although you know what, it's funny when I used to when I was a kid, it used to bother me just to say Billy. It felt so diminutive, right? That was mm-hmm. that's the whole point. But did you insist on William as a child? Oh, never, no, no, no. Okay. I mean, to my friends, I was Bill, but right. Um, you ever say your own name and and it sounds funny to you? Yes. <laughs> You're just like, this is what I've been called for the last 39 years. And yet it sounds so strange when I say it out loud. Yeah. Anyway. I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, that's a, that's a whole thing. Yeah. It, my name gets into like bowling shirts and what's, it, it's a thing. Don't, it's a thing. What you, you, you buy bowling shoots or the name on it? No, it's just like, you know, like it just Wait, you're always, on a bowling team. No, it just reminds me. the sixties. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my grandfather was a bowler. How is uh, is duck pin bowling a thing out west? I've never heard of that. Okay, I think it's a northeast thing. It's like these like squat little bowling ball bowling pins and like smaller like almost bocce sized bocce balls. Oh, huh? No, never okay. heard of it. Anyway, go ahead. But we do have uh, there's a, there's a bowling alley in Montrose, which is about a half hour away. It's near Pasadena. They uh, they still have pin boys to reset the pins. Really. Instead of the machines. How much yeah. do they charge for that? Uh, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've been there. Anyway. Yeah. On to some actual stuff. What are we? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, last week's assignment, yeah. uh, After Dark. People are loving that. Good stuff in there. Really uh, good stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we want to just, uh, you know, say thank you again for, for putting these things up. You guys are, are putting some really fantastic thing and you know i love the interpretations that are happening some people like we we talked a little bit a minute ago about jason peterson he's he's just barely after dark you know yep, looking through yep. the icicles at the sunset but yep. then you've got you know some people in the dead of night and and yeah. like wayne so puts it, this really dark shoe on the street yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's uh, good. lots of really great interpretation as there has been since since we started doing these so really well done uh so the next one uh, we, we, we're going to lighten it up a little bit. Uh, how about friendly faces or I'm sorry, familiar faces, familiar faces. That's nice. Familiar faces. I like that. 
yeah. familiar faces. So, so, that, so again, it, it could be the guy at the grocery store. Yeah. Or it could be your SIGOV. Yep. Yeah, okay. I got so you. have fun with that. Familiar faces. Let's let's see. Uh, you know, we've Could seen be the, Barack Obama. Yeah, we we've seen the what in your lives. We've seen where you live. We've seen some of the interesting places. Now let's see the people who inhabit those places. Ooh, portraits. Yeah. Okay. All right. So familiar faces. All right. I I, I yeah. Because I like you know, that. Bill. Sometimes it's it's just time to try something different. Uh yeah. Sometimes it is time to try something different. Why? What, do, do, is, is, is that our next topic of discussion? <laughs> you see how I did that? That's a, that that's was a segue. A, that was you a know? segue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Lauer calls that a segue. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Lauer's never segued anything. <laughs> do you think Matt Lauer gets sick of being Matt Lauer? I get Matt, sick of Matt Lauer being like, Matt Lauer. Like, do you think that, uh, uh, you know, um, what's his name? Um, who's the guy who just left The Tonight Show? Jay Leno. Jay Leno. Do you think Jay Leno was just like, oh, I'm sick and tired of sitting at this desk and making corny jokes at people and, you know? I don't know. What, I, I, or do you think he I was would, like, you know, I love doing my thing and then I get to go home and play with my 600 cars? Maybe. I, the thing that I would find most frustrating about, about being in that arena is you only get like five minutes with a person. And yeah. and they're typically there to promote some sort of vehicle, you right? Know? So is, so you've got yeah. to work that in. And I don't know. I, that's why late I like, night like shows Charlie are Rose. Not, yeah, J- Charlie know? Rose and Jay Leno are two completely different things. Yeah. Jay Leno is an advertisement, right? Right. Where you know, with with oh, a funny anecdote that we came up with before the show that we can tell about how you got tr- stuck in a bathroom last week. You know, where where Charlie Rose and you know what? To to, to be fair. Charlie Rose often interviews CEOs and stuff who are never giving anything but the party line. Right. So it's not like Charlie Rose is investigative. The, the, the time frame. I oh, like yeah. having a little more time. Yeah. You know, or, or like George Strombolopoulos or, or Gian Gomeshi or, or people like that that are yeah. – that I, and I like, the, I like the variety of guests where yeah. you'll have you – know, it's not just actors and actresses. Yeah. Here's the thing is pretty good too. Although Here's the that, thing is good. I, they haven't done – they're not doing new ones as often as I'd like. Yeah, I think he was going to give it up to do that other show on MSNBC, but that fell through. I don't, you know, I don't know what's up with that. But you're right. The whole uh, doing longer form stuff is more fun. But I don't know, trying something different. You know, I was thinking about this. I saw it in the show notes, and I was thinking about it. And is, is the answer when you think that you've done as much as you can in what you're doing or when you stop believing in what you're doing currently? You know, well, that's, that's what I wanted to talk about is, is, you know, a lot of the listeners I would imagine are doing very similar types of photography to, to what they've done before. Correct. Not to each other. Okay. Is, is, is there, is there something inherently bad in that wrong in that? I don't think there's something inherently wrong with it, but okay. Like let's, let's take your, your eight by 10 project, your recent eight by 10 project. Sure. Um, we were talking about it a little bit before the show. Yeah. Uh, I when when we were talking about it initially, and and again, they're they're very nice photographs. I, I'm not trying to take anything away from it, but I I was thinking that you were going to go in a different direction than you did, just because the medium and the process behind that medium is such a different approach to the craft as you're normally going through. Uh, okay. 
keep going. Is that fair? Uh, you know what's funny about it is that I mean, you made the point that you think they they look like my pictures, which of course they do. There, I took them right, but right. but the thing is that I think that I tend to shoot my normal stuff in a very similar way that I would shoot eight by 10. I don't think that it's that I was shooting eight by 10. Like I shoot 35 millimeter. I think it's that I tend to shoot 35 millimeter in medium format in, in a slower, more deliberate, more formal way. Mm -hmm. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like it's going the other direction. Um, the, what I considered the experiment of doing that was not about doing something different necessarily in the, in the work, and was more about doing something different in the technique in the sense that shooting eight by 10, which is just a very different experience, right. Than, than mm-hmm. shooting small cameras. Um, plus, I mean, you know, it's expensive. It's almost $15 every time you press the shutter. Right. So you and can't, that, you can't experiment too much without spending a whole lot of money for nothing, you know, but, but see, that's, I guess that's the side that mm-hmm. I aired on is, is you spent $15. Right. And to, to my eye, they don't look that much different than what you normally shoot. So, yeah, so it's, it's funny what was because the impetus to spend that, you know, it's funny because some people commented on some of those pictures and said, wow, I can tell this looks completely different than smaller film or smaller sensors. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and including some other, some people who, you know, have either used these cameras before or no or whatever, or some people who haven't. And honestly, to me, um, the overall, hmm, how do I say this? Uh, yes, I think that I could take most of these pictures without an out, without an eight by 10. Um, I can show you hundred percent crops of some of those scans and it's literally, you know, detail on eyelashes from across the room. Yeah, I mean, it's, and, and it's scary amounts of details, right? And that's fine. Which, which is why people use those cameras in the first place is when they needed mad amounts of detail, right? Or needed to shoot stuff at the exact size that it was going to be in the magazine because upsizing and downsizing was so expensive in post and all kinds of reasons like that. The mm-hmm. guy who was, whose studio we were at was actually saying that back in the day, they actually used to put masks on the ground glass on the back of the camera so that they would actually resize the section like so they they would have say a piece of paper on the ground glass with with a frame on it you know like with a with a like a grease painted or grease penciled square okay. and say the picture needs to fit in this and they'd actually move the camera and, and change the focal length to get the picture to fit exactly in that space so they could just do a one-to-one reproduction ah okay is it like really interesting stuff like that hmm. um i will tell you that you know i used that camera I, it was the first time I've used eight by ten. I I own a four by five rail camera, and I use that. I've used that a bunch. The process, the difference between the four by five and the eight by ten was much smaller than I imagined it being. Mm-hmm. Like much smaller. Like it was exactly the same thing, just bigger. You know, mm-hmm. which is what it should be. Um, there, if I, you know, the other thing too is that like I'm showing, for example, on on the on the um, the blog post I wrote where I show all 25 of them, I'm showing all 25 of them, you know, right. If, if I were just going to show you the ones that really hit me, it would be five maybe mm-hmm. that I really, mm-hmm. that I was really like, okay, these would go in my portfolio, you know, and, and one out of five, that's not a bad ratio, you know? Um, no, I just, I wonder if, I wonder if, uh, 
the, the, the number of subjects that you decided to work with took away from working through the process a little more okay. and seeing, and seeing where you could go with yeah. it. Because I, you, you'd mentioned well, you had 12 people, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think so. I, so, I mean, I wasn't, know. I wasn't doing this to do something to take different pictures. I was doing it to take pictures differently. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, but then you, you just said it wasn't that much different than four by five. So why spend, you know, what, well, I, I, I found out after the fact that it wasn't much different than four by five, you know, like okay. well, before okay. and during it, you know, it's, it's a different thing. There's also the matter that I was shooting with, um, there was another photographer there, the photographer whose camera and studio it was Alex. Right. Um, and we were handing stuff off to each other. Right. So like I would take a couple of pictures, then he would take the subject and take a couple of pictures. So it's not like there was a whole lot of time to do different lighting setups for each picture and take 15 minutes setting up lights. You know what I mean? Um, so we decided on like a simple sort of thing to, to simplify it. Yeah. You know, I could have done something different and maybe I will. Um, but yeah, it's so it, getting getting back sure. to the to the initial question. You've been, uh, I think, stagnating is probably a, a, too harsh because we've talked about this a number of times offline. But you feel like you you've said that you you don't feel like you're gaining much traction relative to how much work you're doing. Yeah, it's funny though because I've actually that feeling has been waning lately. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I, I, let me get through to, to, sure. to the point. Okay. When is, is that the time to try something different or is that a time to try something different when you feel like, when you feel like what you're doing isn't working, is it best to stay the course and work through it? Or is it best to make an adjustment and try something else That's, to see if that clicks? That is the huge giant question, right? Because mm -hmm. you really could be right around the corner from having it work. You know, I think that there's a certain amount of faith involved mm -hmm. in what you're doing that. Yes. I'm not getting exactly the kind of pictures I want to get right now doing this. I know I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm trying to do. I'm not getting the results I want. Is it do wait, I, wait, quantify? Are you talking about aesthetic results or results in the marketplace getting hired? Uh, let's say aesthetic results because okay, the marketplaces, okay. that's a whole other thing. Okay. Uh, although, I mean, I guess it's true there too, I guess, if, if you're specific. But I think that those things are related but not necessarily interrelated, mm -hmm. you know? Um I mean, as we know, we, people who make beautiful stuff who can't sell it at all, and then people who make crap who sell it for a lot of money, you know, just because it's a specific thing that somebody needs doesn't mean that it's actually good quality stuff. You know what I mean? Um, well, but it does mean that to someone. Um, yeah, I guess. I'm just saying that, like, that, that, you know, there's plenty of people taking really, really boring <clears throat> pictures that sell tons of copies because people need a picture of, you know, a T-shirt on a white background or whatever it is, you know. Okay. Uh, so, so but i think for a from a personal point of view i think that you just you have to have faith that the direction that you're going is the right direction and if if something induces you to turn then turn but i don't think you should turn because other people tell you to turn no and i'm not saying that 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 it's 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 external at all i'm 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 saying i'm i'm more posing 
posing this question more from an internal standpoint of, yeah. you know, I've been doing, I've been doing X for three or five or whatever years, yeah. and I don't feel like I'm gaining any ground. I think the aesthetics of it are great, but maybe the industry doesn't see where I'm coming from. So do I still stick to my guns and wait for the industry to come around, in my opinion? Right. Or do I go, you know what, maybe, it, maybe the problem is internal. Maybe, it's, maybe my aesthetic barometer is a little off. Yeah, but I think, I think you could talk yourself into either of those things. And mm -hmm. I think either of those things could be true in any similar – it's sort of a Schrodinger cat sort of thing, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You could change and find something amazing. You could also change and, and then be like, wow, this isn't really what I want to be doing, you know. Um, right. So, you know, it could go either way. I, you know, I tend to um, – I, I tend to to trust myself and not my doubts. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think there are some people who um, are constantly looking for the negative thing in order to give feedback um, where I tend to look for the positive thing and give feedback in my own work. Like, okay, this isn't what I want, but part of this is what I want. So I'm going to work off of that or try to move in that direction versus, Oh, this, this other part isn't what I want. So I need to fix that part. That isn't, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. I think that, um, it's sort of, a, a an, an additive versus subtractive sort of artistic process. Um, but you know, different, different strokes for different folks. You know what I mean? It really, I think it really, all this stuff really depends on who you're trying to satisfy. If your satisfaction comes from commercial success, well, that's one thing. If your satisfaction comes from just commercial success in exactly the kind of art you want to do, that's another thing. If it comes from just making really great stuff, that's a, you know, that's a whole other thing, you know, and you have some other way to support yourself. You know, there's how many of the people in our group are professional photographers who have to make their living doing it? Right. Maybe 20%, right. you know, and in some ways those guys are are lucky right in the fact that they don't have any of the weight to do all the other stuff you know not um, doing it professionally yeah yeah by not doing yeah, it professionally well, they don't have the weight of yeah there 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 is there is uh you know if 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 the industry or the market doesn't buy what you're selling then and that's how you need to make your living then maybe you need to change what you're selling to get them to buy it Sure. Yeah. Right. But you know, like for, for me, I make a fine living doing the stuff that I do and then try to find something to move out of that in my own time or when I have the, when I have the chances to, if, if I was, you know, couldn't pay my bills, well then, yeah, then you got to change, change the rules if you want to stay in photography or whatever it is. Um, it's, it's a weird thing. It's like, you know, like the friend of the show, Todd Reynolds said, like, you know, Success is being able to keep doing it, you know, and, and for me, that's sort of, that's, that's more my definition than lots of money in my bank account or something else, you know? Right. Uh, so, but, but, but I have a certain way of looking at it from the point of view, you know, like I was, I was telling you before the show, it's like my uncle had a, had a heart bypass surgery, you know, yesterday. And it's like, you know what? 
he, he may have died on the operating table or while shoveling snow when he had the heart attack or whatever it is, right? Um, I can't worry too much about whether or not <laughs> I have a bigger house or something. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I'm so lucky in so many ways. Any more worrying about that stuff is just, it feels petty to me. You know, it feels like the kind of stuff that I really won't care about later. So why am I caring about it now? Um, maybe I'm wrong about that, but you know, everyone to each his own. Uh, but choosing when you, when you try to make a change, I think you, I think, I think that when it comes down to it, it's kind of like, uh, breaking up in a bad relationship. Mm -hmm. It's like, you may know something needs to change, but you may not have the energy to do it. Right. Or don't know where else you wanted to go or what else you want to do. But there's a point, there's like, there's a, there's a seesaw where things tilt to the other side where it's inevitable Mm -hmm. that it's going to end. You know what I'm talking about? Well, yeah. And, and I mean, so far we've been talking about this within the realm of, of just trying something different within the realm of what you do. Yeah. Not, not going from, you know, me start shooting landscapes. Yeah. Or, or going from, from advertising and, and art direction to photography. Yeah. Oh, I see. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Well, changing entirely saying, you know what, this is, this isn't going to work. I, I am going to stop trying to do this professionally because what I shoot isn't, isn't there. I need to go figure out some other way to pay the bills so that I don't start to hate doing what I love. Well, look, there are a lot of people who would do the stuff that you and I used to do and would, would kill to have that job you know, doing advertising stuff or working at universal or wherever else. Right. 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 Like there are people who those jobs are, are their dream jobs. Now they may be their dream jobs because they don't know what it actually entails, you know, or, or what the business is actually like. But, but like putting that aside for the moment, that is not the, that happens all the time. And, but, but it might not be a right fit for you, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that I think that people who are doing jobs that truly make them unhappy when they have any option of doing something else I don't understand that you know like it's it's one thing if like you have no choice and you have to put food on the table and you have five kids and this is the only job you have because you have no education and you live in a town where there's no you know yes there are situations where people are really in the crap and there's not much you can do about it you know or right. you know it's harder but any of us sort of like, you know, upper middle class people who have college educations who are doing some job that they fell into that they're not super happy about or really hate going into every day. Come on. There's a way to change that. You just maybe. You, yeah. I mean, I, I, I there there maybe maybe what's what's maybe. the maybe? Well, you you uh, what my mother used to say, you, you you're not ready to hear it until you're ready to hear it. Oh, okay. Right. That's, that's sort of along the lines of my relationship thing where it is like, until you know that it has to change, it's not going to change. Mm -hmm. You know, there needs to be this point at which you go, yeah, I really knew new, do need to find a new job. You know, like maybe, maybe I could do something like that. And then there's, then the whole cycle, it's sort of like you're at the top of the hill and then you start going down the hill on the other side. Right. And it's, and it's less about fighting the old as, as it is finding the new. Yeah. But that finding the new that's, I've been working on that for a decade. Maybe you just haven't gone long enough. 
Maybe you got, you know, maybe it's right around the corner, mm-hmm. but that, but that's an answer that you can, it's like you, there, there's, there's absolutely no roadmap to that, right? There's no guarantees. There's no whatever. There's, right. there's lots of people who have much smaller, lower, uh, smaller, lower. These are all the wrong words. Um, who, who don't have any idea what they want to be doing. Like, honestly, any idea, like don't mm-hmm. have a lot of hobbies, you know, the people who die and you see their obituary and they were like, they had friends and, right, right. and it's like, oh, come on, really? What did you do with your life? You know, like, like, and maybe some people just really don't ever find anything that they're, they find that interesting, you know, that make th- those people are the really sad people to me because it, it's like, it's like this, this loss of potential, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you had this opportunity and nothing came of it. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I mm, it's 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 actually I, I've been kind of plotting a conversational series of of I'd like to talk to people who made drastic changes in their yeah. lives and and why they made those changes, who yeah. went in a different direction, and and what prompted it. What what was you know what was the impetus for starting to think about it, and and what was the final straw and, and, and what are the results? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm just, I'm fascinated by it. And, you know, maybe, maybe therein lies the, the, the sort of the answer to my decade long search is, is I really, I keep coming back to stories and conversations and maybe that's, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, why, why is it? So why is it in your head that that isn't an obvious place to go or, or what's stopping you? You know what I mean? Like what's, I don't, I don't know. Is, I don't, it, is it defining what that is specifically? Like, is it getting down to the, like exactly what am I going to ask them? And what is this going to be? Is that the problem? Or is it the, the overall overarching feeling of it? That's the problem. I think it's the, the bigger portion. I, I don't like when I go into a, a conversation or an interview, uh, I typically don't have a lot of questions written down. I, I have sort of, themes that I'd like to follow, or I have, you know, maybe bullet points, but I, I much prefer rabbit holes and, and just to see where things end up. Um, but that's hard to put on a business card. You know, it's hard to put on a, on, on a, on a roadmap of, of what you want to do and where you want to go. Does it need to be that specific? I don't specific? know. I don't know. And maybe that's what I'm fighting with. Maybe, maybe, you know, it's, it's, uh, uh, again, back to mother, uh, let go and let God, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I'm holding on to a definition too tight. Yeah. I don't I, know. I have, I have a friend who uh, was in town, uh, yesterday and we had brunch and, and she was one of my 365 portrait subjects and, and she's a painter and she teaches painting and, and, uh, and she was just, she was telling me about all these crazy not crazy, but all these, you know, intense plans she has where she's, she's written this ebook and she's sold a bunch of copies and she has this mailing list and she wants to build up this, that, and the other thing. And, and her, her new concept, her new theory is that like nothing I do, everything that I do rather, let's do it in the positive. Everything that I do is towards this goal for me, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? So like, if it's not towards that goal, it's out. 
Um, so I'm writing this ebook so that this publisher sees it so that they can publish my book and that gives me credentials so that I can get higher things in this, but you know, blah, 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 blah. Like this, mm-hmm. it's very much a dominoes, like a positive domino. Effect. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, and, and that is the, I feel the same way in many ways. Part of me says, yeah, but that takes away all of the chance, right? That, that takes away all of the happy accidents. Sure. So. But but for for some people who who need that level of focused energy, yep, that may be a brilliant solution. Yep, it, it's it, again. This is like a to each his own, right? These are like different play books that could work for different people, right? Um, right. Some people, it's all about like I'm going to go to college and then I'm going to get my my graduate degree and then I'm going to go get a PhD and then I'm going to get out of school at the age of 34 and find my first job. Yeah. And then I'm not going to get a job yeah. in my chosen field. Right. Well, you know that that maybe is it too, right? Yeah, but yeah. but you know, but I look, I know other people. A friend of mine and his wife, like he supported her while she went to medical school at Columbia. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, then they knew they were going to move somewhere else for her to do a residency and they did and they bought a house and whatever it is. And they had two kids and like they had a plan 15 years ago and everything went exactly according to plan. And there they are at the end of the plan. Now, I'm not inside his mind. I don't know what goes on. Maybe he's happy. Maybe he's not happy. I don't you know what I mean? I, I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe they got to the end of the plan and he was like, OK, now what? Or mm-hmm. maybe he got to the end of the plan and said, wow, we did it. Now we can, I don't know, coast or relax, whatever. Right, 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 right. Um, but but it's it's so it's it's different things. I tend to some people I think want to know the future. They they want to have a plan. They want to go that way, and they want to they want to accomplish things according to a list that they've made. Yeah, I I think I'm somewhere in the middle. I I want to I want to believe that I'm moving towards something and I, i'm willing to i'm willing to hold on lightly to what that definition of something is i just would like that something to be lightly defined <laughs> <laughs> you want you want it all i do and maybe that's some of your ennui maybe yeah maybe maybe, maybe it's about trying one tack to the other and if it doesn't work switch yeah you re, know? Re, like go re, all in on the these are, it's very specific. There is no ambiguity mm-hmm. and do that for six months and see where it gets you. And if at the end of it, you're like, yeah, this is unsatisfying to me, or I'm missing that, that magic sauce that you get when things are a little more loose. Right. Um, right. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I'm spitballing here, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, but it's, 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 you know, and, but sometimes, you know, you meander along. I look, I've been doing this for, with any seriousness since 2007, so 2007 to 2014, so seven years, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I started at age 32. So if I had started at age 18 or 16, like most people would in the arts, like I started painting in high school, you know, that kind of thing. Right. I would be 20, early 20s, 25 now in my career, you know? So even though I'm 39, I don't beat myself up because I'm 39 and I'm not exactly where I want to be. I think to myself, I've only been doing it for seven years. Right. You know, so don't, don't beat yourself up about it, you know? Right. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's trying to doing something different for me. It was when my dad died and I was like, you know what, this is what he, what he got from doing his work all those years. That's, that's, it's not worth giving up what I, what makes me happy in order to get. 
Right. I made that decision and, and that decision's fine with me. Do I get frustrated sometimes? Sure. You know, nothing's perfect. But do I regret leaving advertising? Never, not once, you know? So so there's there's two sides of it. But I don't have, I don't have children. I don't, you know what I mean? Like the, right. the, those things aren't goals for me. Or at least, you know, they're they're not things that I feel like I'm missing out on because of this, at least not now, you know? Right, right. So, so for other people, they have other goals that everything has to get weighed, you know, in the balance. Where you want to live, what you want to do, who you want to be with. Right. Do you want kids? Do you need a big house? Do you, you know, whatever right. it is. Right. Um, it's, it's a tough thing, but you yeah, know, it is, but, but I don't think that trying something new, um, I don't think anybody's ever made a big move. Like, let's say I, I left advertising. I tried photography for a while for a while and it didn't work out. Like I let's say I did it for three years and I was like, yeah, this isn't for me. Mm hmm. Do you think anybody who did that and really went all in on whatever the new thing was ever really regretted it and said, wow, I wasted time? Or do you think they said, well, that was an experience and now I've learned that I can go do something new and that allows me to go try something else new and know that I'm not going to die? Well, certainly that is that is the that's the more 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 desirable response, you know, yeah. but I I think I think. At some point, many people, myself included, have gone, well, you know, that was an experiment that didn't work. And I, you know, on a lot of levels, I really wish I hadn't done it. Okay. I wish I would have done, I wish I would have done this instead. But, you know, whenever you talk to, whenever you see interviews, speaking of, you know, Charlie Rose. Yeah. You see an interview with Jeff Bezos. And he says, I failed 10 times before Amazon yeah. came around. You know well, what I mean? And that, that's the thing is, is, you know, you, failure is part of the process. It is. And, and if I change, you know, there's, there's the, the butterfly effect. If I change one thing in the course of my life, would I, would I be sitting here doing the show? Would I, you know, be living where I am? Would I be, you know, living in Malibu? That's right. Would I be setting out on, on the projects that I'm, that I'm working on now? Probably not. Right. Right. So I have to, I have to believe that I am on the path that I need to be on at any given moment. Yeah. Look, so. I think, I think that the primary purpose of life is to be happy. And cause other, any other, you know, yes, it's to reproduce. Yeah. Okay. But it's the same thing for clams. You know what I mean? Like what, what makes us different, you know? Um, and I think ultimately it's like there, there, there should be some, I don't believe in God, but there should be some God in your life in the sense that, that, that core thing, you know, our, what, what was our metaphor the other day of digging into the earth to the center, you know, right, the magma. Yeah. There should be some of that in everyone's life. Sort of that, that sort of just unbridled joy, whatever gives you that. Well, and I, I think that's, I that's think you're right. what you should do more of. And I think lately I have. I have tried to give over to something outside of myself to do the driving for a while. You wait, you want to give up control. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I think, you know, it's, I, it's like I'm, I'm driving and, and somebody's going, you know what? You should go here. And I'm like, ah, don't touch the wheel. Don't touch the wheel. 
well, where are you going? Well, I don't know, but don't touch the wheel. Right. You know, I don't, I, yeah, I'm, I'm driving, but I have no idea where I'm driving to. So if, if in, 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 in my sort of, you know, existential, when is it time to try something different? I'm going to let go of the wheel for a while. Right. And who's, and, wait, who do you, who do you imagine driving? I don't know. Is Jesus going to be your co-pilot, Jeffrey? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. But, but the way okay. I've been doing it. If you had a creative partner, you know, like where somebody who was, who was there with you, like you did work with or whatever it is, who said, no, we're going to go in this direction. Would you go, you know what? I'm going to let you make the calls for the next few months just to see where it goes. Yes. You would. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because, because the experience of me at the wheel, I'm not driving myself into a ditch, but I, I also feel like I'm just on this, this, this sort of nondescript interstate. Right. You know? Yeah. The thing and, is, is that if, do you feel like you're somewhere where no one else is, or do you feel like you're just in the mediocrity? I, no, I feel like there are, I, I am certainly not the first person to be here. Right. You know, there, there be others here, you know, um, and, and maybe it's, maybe it's, uh, I, I live by and large in a vacuum. I make decisions by and large in a vacuum and maybe it's time to, you know, let in some pressure. Okay. Hmm. You know, maybe it's, maybe it's time to, to, uh, equalize okay yeah yeah big big talk well it's a big show (laughs) (laughs) is this what people tune in for yeah i think so i think so Uh, you want to keep going with this or you want to you want to move on i i don't know that we can keep going i i'd like to get some feedback chime in folks uh, would love to hear, say something in the group or, or, you know, email us at, at podcast at ontakingpictures.com with, with your thoughts. Are you, are you someplace where you, where you feel like, uh, you know, are, are there, are there maps for these territories or are, are we, are we, are we charting a new course? Are we, are we somehow, you know, out in the wilderness? I don't know. Yeah. But, but I'd love to hear what other people think. I think we're about 40 minutes in. Do you, where do you want to go from here? Should we, should we move on with this other stuff or should we uh, talk about one of our sponsors and then, and then save some stuff for next time? Uh, your call, your call. You know what? Let's, let's talk about one of our sponsors. Cause uh, yeah, we're about that time in. Let's, uh, let's do that. We got, we got a returning sponsor this time, uh, which fresh books, fresh books. Jeffrey, let me see. Let me ask you a question. Are you yes, still sir. using Word or Excel to create your invoices? Uh, not those, but something equally mundane, <laughs> yes. Do you use a shoebox <laughs> of receipts to keep track of your expenses? Honest to God, I do. I do. <laughs> and I just start, I just bought some new shoes, so I just started a new shoebox for 2014. <laughs> I swear, it's a Columbia shoebox. It's sitting on my dresser. I kid you not. <laughs> Jeffrey, do you know that you could save time and get paid faster with FreshBooks? It's the easy way to send invoices, manage expenses, and track your time. FreshBooks is a simple cloud accounting solution that's helping thousands of new entrepreneurs and small business owners just like you, Jeffrey. 
Save time billing and getting paid faster. I need help. Uh, With FreshBooks, you can create invoices uh, online, capture and track expenses on the go, and get real-time business reports with just a few simple clicks. You can try FreshBooks for free, Jeffrey. Yeah. Sign up today at getfreshbooks.com. And here's the delicious part. Getfreshbooks.com. Yep. Here's the delicious part. FreshBooks, just for On Taking Pictures listeners. Actually, it's for, you know, all the 5x5 shows. But On Taking Pictures especially. Uh, Every day, they're giving away a birthday cake away to someone who signs up for a new account from this show. So you you can get cake? You can get cake. I think what they do is they actually contract a local bakery and send you a birthday cake. Wow. Yeah, right? That's pretty sweet. That's... uh, (laughs) For your chance to win, (laughs) enter the show... Nice. <laughs> Enter on taking pictures in the how did you hear from us section when you sign up for a new account. And uh, with FreshBooks, every day could be your birthday, Jeffrey. You don't remember when your birthday is anyway, so that makes perfect sense. So go Honestly, to sign somebody up. Somebody asked you the other day how old I was, and I had to think about it. I was like, what? <laughs> That's what happens. Uh, so go <laughs> sign up at getfreshbooks.com, and we're going to put a link in the show notes. But uh, yeah, put uh, on taking pictures in the how did you hear about us. And uh and yeah, you can you can get a free birthday cake. Wait, wait, exactly. Wait, I'm I'm on their site. Where is the How did you hear about us? When you sign up. Ah, uh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Just put in on taking pictures, and uh, and you'll enter to win. Where are they at? Where are I don't think at? I don't think we're allowed to win. You and me. Fresh books. Toronto. Yeah, they're, they're up in Toronto. Yep, they're in Toronto. Cleanest or, city I've ever been to in my life. Or Toronto, as you just said. Yeah. No, honestly, cleanest city. I love that city. I've only been there one time, but... What time of year were you there? Uh, in the fall. Very, very pretty in the fall. Winter, not yeah, so gorgeous. much. Yeah, I was there like uh, end of September. Yeah. And, and man, is it a nice city. Yep. Went up on that CN Tower. It is really tall. It is. And there's, there's, a, there's a part where you can like, you stand on like Lexan or Plex yep, or whatever. I was there this summer. Freaky. Yes, it's terrifying. It was horrible. Very expensive to go up in that CN Tower though. Uh... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember that part. Anyway, so yeah. So put on taking pictures in the how did you hear about us and get yourself a birthday cake. Thank you very much uh, to FreshBooks for supporting 5x5 and on taking pictures. Thanks, guys. Um, all right. We have a number of different places we could go from here. You know what? Let's, let's play Wheel of Topic. Turn, turn, turn. <laughs> Tell us now. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us now what we must learn. All right. You know what? Let's, let's, let's go for something that's, let's go for something. Uh, we're going to, we're going to move this to next week. Cause right. it's a bigger topic. And now for something completely different. And we'll move this to next week. Cause it's topic. I say we talk about why there aren't more women in photography. Uh, okay. Why aren't there women more, more women in photography, Jeffrey? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, what James Brown said, it's a man's world. You think that's really what it is? No. I don't know. I, uh, look, look, I, our, our group. I, I, okay. I think, can I tell you honestly? Sure, what I yeah. Think? I think there, there are a number of amazing women in photography, but it is, for whatever reason, the perception is still that it's, that it's uh, you know, dominated by men. I mean, I, I think in, in the same way that there are amazing female athletes or amazing female writers or amazing female actresses, you know, whatever, for whatever reason, and I don't know what that is, but it seems to be the dudes get the juice and I don't know why. Yeah. 
You know, maybe it's maybe it's within photography. Let's keep it there. Uh, Maybe it's 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 genre or discipline specific. You know, Uh, I'm sure there are female sports photographers, but I I don't know. You know, right. I know more female wedding photographers than I know female uh, uh, war photographers. And I know mm -hmm. some female war photographers, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, this is a strange question. I mean, if you look at our own our own G plus group, what's the percentage? Five percent? Yeah, ten maybe. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Even the, um, uh, you know, even women. Like, okay, let's assume for the moment. And this is a big assumption. I know I'm going to get in trouble. That 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 brides for wedding photographers tend to make have more weight in the decisions of like who the photographer is. Okay, is that a fair assumption for our I, purposes? I have no idea. Okay. Uh, Sure. I I don't know. You know, I wonder how many, what women sort of like the same way that, that some women like female gynecologists and some women like male gynecologists, you know what I mean? Like for some reason, women, you would think if I was a woman, I think that I would trust a woman, woman doctor more than I would a man, woman doctor. Somehow. Sure. In the sense that she knows she, you know what I mean? Has, has, has an actual experience with what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so um, there may be a a a, a sensitivity, a, a a greater sensitivity to what you may be going through. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, or or because you're familiar with it. I, right. Okay. So I wonder if this if similar stuff is true of some, say, we'll just take wedding photography as a subset, right? Wedding photographers, where some couples want a woman taking the pictures because they think they will impart some sort of, uh, you know, elegance and romance that some men wouldn't. You know, I'm not saying this is true. I'm just saying that like it's perception, right? Uh, it could go either way, right? Or some people trust the male photographer because that's, you know, their dad was a photographer or, you know what I mean? Their parents had a guy wedding photographer or that's, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's really interesting. The question is like, is this still a thing or is this sort of a, uh, it's moving in the direction where it's much more equal, right? I don't know. I mean, this, this article that you linked to the, the, the most recent, data is from 2005 right which is almost 10 years ago now yeah uh now in, in 2005 the nea uh reports that that uh 42.8 percent of professional photographers are female right yep but again this is this is a 10 year old statistic so the it could have surpassed the 50 percent mark could be the majority who knows yeah yeah yeah, there was also there was there was a number in there that was really interesting. Where was it? Uh, okay, while almost sixty percent of professional photographers are men, sixty percent of photographers under thirty five are women. So, is it that women are unsuccessful becoming professional photographers, or do less women choose to become professional photographers? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, is it that they can't cut it, or is it that they decide that they don't want that? Or that the business turns them away because the business is somehow shifted towards men. You know, I was yeah, I was walking with with Conrad this morning, and we were talking about this in in the purview of comic books and and how you know, like I said, well, you know, comic books are written towards young adolescent boys who want to see boobs, and you know what I mean, like that. Right, that's, that right. was the original market. And is there a market for women to read want to read comics? Of course there is, and I'm sure there's comic books that are catered towards women because. That that's the marketplace chooses. Like I, I, that's the invisible hand. I got nothing to do with that. You know, right? Um, well, you could say the same for film. Yes, sure. Yeah. What female directors? 
uh, or or just uh, strong female leads. Yeah, you know, versus versus the number of strong male leads. Right. That's still like you if, know. if if that's what society wanted, they would make that because they'd make more money. Could you could you blame it on capitalism then, or society that society? You know what I mean? I don't know. That's a it's a. I don't think there's some guy rubbing his hands going, we're going to keep women out of photography. No, or gaming or comics. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I mean, is, is, is part of photography, the gear thing and, and arguably women are less into the gear thing. Um, I don't know if, if that's the case, then, you know, if you take, if you take, uh, uh, the time spent angsting over gear out of the equation and, and transfer that time to the craft, then wouldn't that make women in theory better photographers because they're, sure. they're spending more time on the craft rather than angsting over which piece of L glass to buy. I tend to agree with you. You know, I don't know. This is like, why would it be, you know? Mm-hmm. I have a I have a friend who is like a she travels with her I think she's her wife I think they're married, um, her wife is a writer for the New York Times and she is a photographer freelance photographer so she ends up like shooting a lot of the stuff and they're like, like in the stuff in Africa you know what I mean like in the places that I would feel very uncomfortable going they're just walking around you mm-hmm. know, um, you know like war zones and you know all this kind of stuff, um. It's like she's tough as nails, you know, way tougher than I could ever be, you know, when right, it comes to that right. kind of stuff. So it's not like I, 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 there's no reason why anybody couldn't do this stuff. It's just there, there aren't as many. And I, do you think it's less, do you think that there's a thing too where it's less accepted by peers? No, no, I, I, I wouldn't, I, God, I would hope not. Do you, you, but you mean you, less acceptable? Your, like, your peers go, oh, you're a photographer? Or, or as, as you're into photography, a, like a woman is into photography, or there are going to be as many other women who are just like, oh, that's really cool, as there are guys who are just like, hey, can I play with your camera? You know? I don't know. Or is that is that mm. a problem? Like, wh- you see what I'm trying to say? You know, like, for example, Conrad doesn't isn't into clothes. She doesn't have much to talk about with some of the girls at her work who are, like, shopping people. Right. You know? And, like, that's actually a thing, like a, like a problem, where it's like she can't communicate with them in a way that makes any sense, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't drink or like sports. I can't, I have a hard time communicating with people who really like sports or like to drink just right. cause I don't have that shared experience. So I, it's, it's, it's all, this is all very interesting to me, like fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. And how much has the digital revolution changed things in the sense that, uh, uh, you know, that you can have this really nice camera and, and you know, like that you could buy a camera now and you don't have to go out and do film and processing and all that stuff. You can have a camera and take pictures of your family or for a lot of people of your kids, you know, fathers and mothers and that kind of stuff, you know, sure. Where, where that has become a bigger thing, you know? Um, I know a number of people who are friends of mine, uh, like two or three women more than men who have become like kids photographers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, like that's their, that's their thing, you know, and they, of, let's see, uh, women that I know that are photographers, um, they, uh, I, if I'm just, I'm kind of mentally going down my list, 
um, mostly seniors. Okay. Wedding. Yep. Mostly seniors and wedding photographers. Right. And and portraiture. Right. But I don't know any female sports photographers or photojournalists. I mean, I know of them, but in in my circle, I don't I don't know any. Yeah. I, 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 I'd, I'd love just, to hear from from. I, I, I mean, I'm I'd sure love the to people, hear from listeners. I, I'm sure the you, the women in the group are screaming at us right now. Why we're not saying anything bad? Are we? I I don't think we are, but I'm just it's it's. I'm sure if they, I if I am, I'm I'm deeply sorry. Yeah, I'm, we're not I, we're not saying that it should be unequal. We're just saying it is, and we wonder why. But but then again, is it? I'm not saying it's unequal because the the data is so old. Uh, true, true. You know, but I mean, even it's the same thing with, uh, like, um, it's weird. There's a number of things like that, like, uh, cooking, right. That I think on average, far more women are into cooking than men. Right. Like on a, on a amateur level or in like day to day level, but a lot of the top chefs are more men than the average amount of cooks. Why is that? You know, I don't know I don't, yeah, that I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a big chef. Yeah. And I don't, I don't have TV, so I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, you know, like all those like famous chefs, like at least half of them are men and you know, I don't know. I just, it's fascinating to me. Hmm. All this stuff's fascinating. But the thing is that like, you know, some people say, well, it's men keeping women down. It's like, I'm not keeping women down. Like, you know, it's not me. So is that just a cop out? Like, is it certain men or is a society or society changing? It's the same way with, with, you know, gay marriage or minorities or whatever it is that like some things just take time to, to, are, are, to change. Are, I wonder, are, are men more concerned with the perception of being a photographer? So they let everybody know. And women are just like, look, I just want to go make some pictures and get it done. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. It's a fair point. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't need all this other shenanigans. I'm in it to get the work done. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good question. Anyway, I just thought something that we could bring up and see if whatever, what other people have to say about it. Yep. Chime in. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. Uh, to this, uh, this article? Yeah, this article. Okay. Hey, you, you put this link in this Medium link, the narrative one? <clears throat> yes. Tell uh, me about this. Okay. So uh, uh, one of the photographers that I really, really like uh, is a guy called Richard Cochi Hernandez, and I've probably mentioned him on the show. Um, Emmy Award winning photographer, teaches, uh, really uh, is interested in narrative and telling stories. And, and storytelling and visual narrative and I'm a visual storyteller, these are all like recent, they've become huge buzzwords in photography. Uh, and there are, there, are, there are a number of sites that have sprouted up that allow photographers to be storytellers. And, you know, there's medium uh, there's exposure, uh, a number of these where you can add a story, a written story to, to the photographic work to create ostensibly to create some sort of narrative. Okay. Okay. The, the, the problem that I'm having with this is, uh, it's, it's sort of like photographers, uh, designing their own business cards or designing their own websites or print collateral or whatever. It's very few of them are very good at it because it's a different, it's a different process. 
Just because you're good at one doesn't mean you're good at another. Just because I, I have a car with a transmission in it and I drive it doesn't mean that I can take it apart and fix it. Right. Okay. Uh, so uh, what I'm seeing with a lot of these, these storytelling sites or, or narrative sites is the, the stories, in quotes, are, are little more than just captions. Okay. Uh, lengthy captions sometimes. But these are fiction. Yeah, this is a little different. This this is this story. It's it's called the making of fictional photo stories on Medium, and what happened was a a, a group of writers uh, set some of Kochi Hernandez's photographs to a story, and this to me is interesting because it's this sort of mashup of here here are a group of writers who do something really well, and here are uh, here is a photographer who does something really well. Each sort of sticks to what they do well, but when you mash them together, this this sort of new thing is born out of it, and it's very very good. Yeah, it is. I I thought the idea was very interesting. Yeah, um, and I I love the idea to to your point yeah. of I'm going to put this 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 series up. You build the narrative. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. Some people would be just like, what are you using my photos for your thing? <laughs> like it's, right. it's an interesting, it's, it's, it's interesting that he was open to it. Mm -hmm. um, well, he is, I, you know, you can, we'll put a link to his site. He's got a, a, a new site, relatively new called Kochi studios, uh, where he is, he is teaching this sort of art of, of storytelling with all of these tools at your disposal. And, and by and large, his, his go-to camera is an iPhone. Right. Um, because that fits the type of stories that he's telling visually. Yeah. Uh, it could just as easily be your, your X 100 S or sure. your Mark three or whatever. It doesn't sure. matter. Um, but the idea of, of don't take on even more. If you're a photographer, go make photographs. Don't, don't try and be a writer too. You know, don't, something is going to give in that. Uh, and, and this idea of collaboration with, writers to bring something new into the fold is fascinating to me. Yeah, but it, okay, uh, just to play devil's advocate. Hit me. Is I mean, hmm, I think you're making assumptions there because it could be that the the visual and literary storyteller is a new type of artist that is being born of these kinds of technologies and, that and you're dismissing I, for I'm not dismissing at all. I'm okay. saying the bulk of it you know, it, yeah, but how do you get of, better unless you keep doing it? Well, but maybe it's not in you to begin with. I mean, a lot of people play guitar, <laughs> but there's only one Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, but Eddie Van Halen got that way by practicing a lot. Uh, you, you could he argue He wasn't that. Eddie Van Halen when he picked up the guitar the first time. No, but I don't think he practiced his way to being Eddie Van Halen. Hmm. This is where you and I uh, uh, differ a little bit. It, you're not going to practice your way to being Mozart. No, but I could practice my way to being a great version of me. Sure. Um, and that version of me might be something entirely different than Mozart. That is, you know, the thing that somebody compares somebody to 50 Look, years from now. Okay. If, and, and let me clear this up if, or let me, let me continue this. Sure. Uh, if, if, if you're willing to put as much effort into the narrative. Sure as you are into the visual portion of it, yeah. then I have no problem with okay. it. I but, understand. But simply, simply slapping in a story because you can, sure. I, I think it takes away from 
the photographs that you have so painstakingly created. Yeah, okay. Or it can. It's funny. As somebody who doesn't read fiction, uh, I started reading one of these just in preparation for this. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, yeah, I don't care about this. And I clicked off it. Like, I don't, I'm not, I don't, fiction doesn't do much for me. You know what I mean? Like narratives written, like fictional narratives added to these photographs. While I think it's a perfectly viable art form and I'm sure a lot of people love reading them. It doesn't inter- it doesn't hold my interest at all. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's just, it's funny, isn't it? That like the things that I've never like made up stories. Hmm. You know, that's a, that's an, that's an, you're an odd duck, Wadman. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and but go just, ahead. Well, I was just going to say that there are wonderful sort of platforms for this to happen now. Yeah. And it's, it's, I, I just want to see the same care taken with the written word as the photograph. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. This, I mean, it, this is a definitely an interesting direction to go in in the sense that it's sort of like a, a true collaboration of two artists you know it's like uh you know take my poetry and write a song around it that's it's very similar to that or or shoot a film of yeah. my poetry would probably be even closer yeah yeah i take but I, my I, poem and it, make a short film out it's of funny it. last week i went to this salon that i go to um of artists and we sit down and we talk about stuff and one of the topics we were discussing is something you and I talked about a few weeks ago, which is like at the point at which computers can create art, what's the point of, you know, are commercial artists sort of done for because, you know, computers will be able to do it cheaper than we can. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 the, you know, some of the, some of the people are just like, ah, oh, computers will never make art the way, you know, we do. And I'm like, ah, yeah, you, you just wait 15 years and then let's have that discussion again, you know? I, I think but is, I th- is it is it real if if art is born of experience computers can't have experience they have memory they have memory but what what is real art you know that's that's i mean that's that's heady philosophical waters there heavy yeah. philosoph- deep philosophical you understand what i'm saying anyway the point the point i was going to bring up is that one of the guys who was there uh was this great jazz trombonist. And one of the things he did was he took these poems by people and then he wrote music over the poems, like used the poems as lyrics in this sort of trippy avant-garde jazz stuff. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's both out there and pretty cool. Cause he's doing something different. Now, does it interest me as far as somebody to, to listen and view it? Like I listen to view. It. I mean, it's, it's impressive to me. Am I going to listen to it over and over again? No. But, but is it cool that he's doing something different? Yeah. You know, not that this is the first time anybody's ever done that, but he just, it's, it's neat seeing people work in a completely different way. If that's what interests them, you know, have you ever listened to uh, a record called an American prayer? No. Okay. So what happened was Morrison, Jim Morrison from the doors never really fancied himself a singer. He always fancied himself a poet. Right. So, uh, the surviving members of the Doors uh, took a bunch of Jim's poetry. They had they had audio recordings of Jim just reading spoken word his poetry, and they set it to music. Okay, and it's amazing. All right, I will go listen to an American. Program. Yeah, maybe we can put. I'll uh, put it in the show notes. Yeah, put a link to it. Uh, it's and it's you know it it's kind of what we're talking about. It's it's after the fact taking taking this poetry without Morrison's 
influence or guidance or uh, direction and saying, we're going to create something new. Yeah. 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 Ever tell you the time my father met the doors? Uh, maybe. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, so yeah, it, 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 I, 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 I am, I am loving collaboration. Yeah. I, I love the idea of collaboration. I think, I think so much more is possible than locking yourself in a room, you know, which kind of, I, I, I think, I think so much, something very different is possible is a mm-hmm. better way of putting it. Uh, th- this actually kind of dovetails into the next thing. If we can go into that. Uh, you mean Gary impressive Gary thing, final yeah. piece of work. Yeah. Uh, or latest, hopefully not. Final. I mean, I mean his, his final version of this. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's the last thing Gary's <laughs> the ever. The last done. thing Gary yeah. will ever work um, on. I had a really great conversation with Gary over the weekend. Can't uh, go wrong. Much of it about this project and, and how without collaboration, it simply would not exist. Sure. This is an example of something that requires collaboration. Yes. And, and the way it, the way it fell into place, the, the, the level of sort of synchronicity that, that, that came together to allow this to happen was astounding in talking to him, how, how this person sort of knew that person. And then when that person came on board, this person magically reached out and da, da, da. And it's, it's, you know, when, and, and even, even technically, you know, when, when Gary reaches, uh, his level of expertise, someone else sort of, you know, is there to fill that gap. Yeah. Yep. Or in this area where I, I didn't know how to do this, but I ran into this person who said, oh, I'd love to come on board and help. Yeah. You know, and, and the result is this fantastic uh, short about Mount Tam up in San Francisco that, that is just an amazing piece of, of collaborative art media, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's just, it was yeah. fascinating to hear him tell the story of yeah. it. So Gary, Gary basically made this movie called The Invisible Peak, and it's, yeah, it's all about how the U.S. military basically uh, uh, flattened the top, the highest peak of Mount Tam back in the 50s to, to some uh, radar stations for, like, you know, anti-nuclear right. attack Nike missiles. And um, in the 80s, when this was all sort of a moot point, they just walked away from it. And he and some other people are trying to get them to come clean up the site and, you know, that whole thing. They actually yeah. changed the terms of their agreement. It was they, the original agreement. Yeah. Uh, they, they were responsible for restoring the peak. Yep. And they changed it and went, yeah, we're not going to do that. Well, of course, it's the government. What do you expect? Uh, but, you know, I mean, yeah. from, from, from uh, you know, he, the, the narration is done by uh, a guy called Peter Coyote, who if you don't recognize the name, you will definitely recognize the yeah. voice. If you, yeah. Uh, he's done Apple ads. He's done car ads. I, he's done. Uh, he did the whole national parks documentary, the Ken Burns. Yeah. yeah. He's uh, got a wonderful, yeah. you voice. know, him, the actor, you, you know, him very well. Yeah. So, I mean, he was in there. Uh, Gary went up on the mountain and did all these time lapses over six months, like whole, you know, n- numerous dozens of nights up there, you know, filming stars and that kind of stuff. He got people with, with octocopters, shooting with camera stuff. He rented a helicopter and a gimbal and shot from San Francisco all the way up to Mount Tam. So he could have that shot. I mean, this is a year long project. Yeah. Yeah. And just, you know, how it came together was fascinating. You know, he was, he was looking for people who worked on, on the, uh, on the station 
and was was uh, uh, you know Peter Coyote, as I said, was doing the narration, and Peter was talking to his arborist. Uh, yep. his tree guy. And, and, uh, they, they had a conference. Oh, so what are you working on? And Peter says, Oh, I'm working on this thing about Mount Tam, the base there. And the guy says, Oh, I used to work up there. I was stationed there. So, so th- there's this whole now other dimension that yeah. fell into place. Yeah. Oh, of, and, and, and I've got all my old friends. Let me give them yeah, a call. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, the, 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 one of the native Americans that, that were, that, that were there with, uh, with, uh, the Dalai Lama, uh, I forget her name, but she was the same woman who uh, accepted uh, uh, Brando's Oscar. Sure. You know, the, she became part of this thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and it just it was amazing how this thing came together when he sort of, in a sense, let go and, and just sort of let the process happen, let the project happen. Yes, he let go. Um, but there, there's a more less metaphysical explanation which is the fact that gary lives in a community of artists and people who know a lot of people and that stuff naturally it's not that it that it occurred out of nowhere it occurred out of a a a a soup that was waiting for it to crystallize out of you know it was in some ways you could claim that that his that it was it was a super saturated solution that he seeded and everything kind of popped out you know um Sure. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not limiting Gary's work. His work is amazing. I'm just saying that, like, he's in a group. Yeah, where people know each other and they all care about Mount Tam, and you know what I mean. Like that. That comes out of it. Um, that that this is a topic which made it easier for that kind of crystallization to happen. I think. Um, it's it's an amazing feat, and the the movies is great, and the it's shot beautifully, it's edited beautifully. Uh, so you should all watch it. We're gonna put a link in the show notes. Yeah, it's called The Invisible Peak. And uh, you're right. Again, you couldn't have done it without collaboration, or you mm-hmm. could have, but it would have been a very different thing. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, arguably not as good. I mean, he had experts in all these things. I mean, you know, Peter Coyote does do voiceovers. That's what he does. You know, mm-hmm. it's like getting the movie phone guy, or you know, the in a world. Yeah, uh, do your thing. Don LaFontaine. Wait, didn't that guy die? He did. And then there's some other younger people who do it now. Yeah, yeah. In a world. Yeah. They're all riding his, his thing, though. Hey, uh, do you see what these photographers are doing at the Olympics now? I saw a little bit of it. Okay. According to this article on CNET, and I'll put the link in the show notes, it's CNET Australia. Uh, Getty Images has a fiber optic network set up. Mm-hmm. And there's 20 ke- kilometers of cable, 100 megabit network all over the place that allows them to deliver gold medal moments to direct to publications within 180 seconds. <laughs> Three mm. minutes from congratulations to it's on the front page of CNN SI. Right. That is right. really impressive. Three minutes. Uh, that is impressive. It just, man, like but how different it is. Technically than, it's impressive. Technically it's impressive. Wait, it's not impressive for any other reasons. I don't know. Three minutes. I mean, what if you want from to the guy it taking and the pe- edit it? Oh, sure. Well, you know, yeah. what if you want to make your selects? What a, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think I think the idea is that they're offered to the people in in 180 seconds, and then they can ah, choose okay. from there. You know what I mean? Um, but they, they like apparently the the images arrive from the photographer. Basic metadata is already in the photo. Three editors select the best images to send through to Photoshop experts who color correct and crop images based on the composition. 
Then they adjust saturation and contrast. Then they set them up to a caption team who identify the names and send the images through to the Getty websites and feeds. All mm. in like three minutes. Could you imagine being in that room? Wow, mm. that would be stressful. Anyway, it's just so different than that article that we talked about a couple of years ago. It seems like every time the Olympics come around, the timeline gets shorter. Mm-hmm. You know, where before it was, oh, 10 minutes later, like we get the photos over to the editor. It's like, no. They're to the final person in three minutes, you know, because apparently the world expects that kind of turnaround. You know, nobody, nobody in my world does. I know. That's just weird. (laughs) It's just, you know, it's, it's, photography is becoming a technology game, at least for this kind of stuff. You know, it's interesting. They have a picture there of the Getty, the Canon gear that Getty has as like backups and, and, and borrow stuff in case something breaks or somebody needs something special. And it's like $40,000 worth of like bodies and all this like white L long L glass, you know, yeah, that yeah. they have there for the people to use. It's like, it's funny. I look at it and I was just like, it's such a different world than anything that I, you know, I don't use any of that long stuff. Yeah. You know, where these guys, I, that's is. all they use. Yeah. It's crazy. By the way, do you see my thing? I my eighty five one point two is acting weird. Like it got stuck on my camera last week. Okay. Did I say that last week? It no. You, before you, the show, I think you you tweeted about it or something that Canon no longer supports yeah, repairing. They're it. just like, yeah, we don't we don't fix it anymore. Well, I was they, like, you know, I was like, this lens is like five years old. You know, they used to sell them five years ago. You don't repair them at all now. I don't know. It just seems weird for a $2,500 like pro lens of which you have a replacement. It's not like, you know, it's like some long dead line that, that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it is. It is a little strange. Yeah. It's annoying, but eh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What else you got? Uh, You want to talk about these world photo awards? Yeah. You like these. I do like these. Uh, I, I, I love the winning, the winning shot. Um, it is fascinating. Um, John Stanmire's shot of, of, you know, people trying to get a signal in uh, Africa. Yeah. There's a shot you would have a hard time getting on uh, film. Djibouti. Is that how you pronounce that? Uh, Djibouti city. Could be. Yeah. 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 Yep. Trying to capture a faint signal that provides a tenuous link to relatives in Somalia, Ethiopia. Wow. It's, it's just a, it looks like something out of a film, you know, like, like it does. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very powerful. Uh, you like the second one, the explosion. Yeah. I like the second one. Uh, who did this? Uh, Goran uh, Tomashevic. Okay. Uh, but it, it, yeah, it's, it's, a uh, it's, it's debris and shrapnel flying after a Syrian tank shelled some neighborhood in Damascus. And it's just like this black and white shot where, you know, clouds of dust and concrete are flying everywhere. And I, like I said, it, it, it feels more like a film still from saving private Ryan mm-hmm. than it does, uh, you know, anything else. This is not many of the, the chosen shots feel very cinematic. Yeah. In a way that the similar shots 20 years ago, maybe would not have. Do you think yeah. that? Yeah. That, 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 that photographers are shooting in a more cinematic, like, okay. The third picture of the survivors of this, uh, typhoon. Yeah. Like the way that the background is lit versus the way they were lit. Yeah. It almost looks like they're lit. Yeah. looks like a YouTube video or something. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, it like, like it could almost you know, be on a green screen. 
Yeah, they're 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 being shot on the phantom cam, very slow motion, you know. And there's this music. Pl- it's it's very all of this work is or not all of it, much of it is very cinematic. Yeah, yeah. Even the next one of like the the, mm-hmm. the independence guys, like or, you know, they're they're at the funeral and they're dancing, whatever it is. Like, is was the light really like that in that room, or did, did the guy stick a light up there? Because yeah, it, it, and, and and are we seeing? Is this a result of of? technology changing and being able to capture more detail, more gradation, more dynamic. What are we seeing? Or, or, or are photographers actually becoming better for, are the, are the best photographers now better than the best photographers back in the day? Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's in the same way that the best baseball players now could kick Mickey Mantle's butt. I'm sure. You know what I mean? Just cause they're so much stronger, so much, you know, faster, so much. Well, and because steroids and steroids, (laughs) you know, it's never a good idea. steroids (laughs) steroids <laughs> steroids steroids and heroin anything that you inject into yourself is a bad idea <laughs> just stay away from needles yeah um, uh okay so yeah those are good we'll put those in the show notes uh, but d- take a look through those there's some really brilliant brilliant work in there you know what though there's the there's this one shot number nine where it's a woman you know the whole domestic violence thing yeah i didn't like that one at all i look at that and i'm like you stop the guy from beating up the woman. I don't care if you're there with a camera. You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, look, well, it's, it's a woman. She's, it, I th- in fact, I think this is the woman we've talked about before mm-hmm. who does this kind of stuff. I just, you know what it is? There, th- but if she, if she stops him, then does the photojournalist, uh, you know, dive after the kid before the tank runs him over? I mean, it's, no, you're, where, where no, do you you're, draw the line? You're right. But I just, it, there's a certain point at which, you know what? The, the the this picture is not as important as the people in it. Uh, that is true. Okay, I see. And what I, you're I sort of come down on that. It's like, okay, if this photo doesn't happen, big crap. That guy's about to beat the crap out of that woman. Like, somebody stop him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, come on. It's it's Maybe. the same problem yeah. I had with the Nan Golden stuff. Like, where she's like getting pictures of her beat up because of her boyfriend. It's like, no, you leave the guy. Don't stay there and keep getting your picture taken beat up. Like, that's not art. That's just being an idiot. I don't know. No, it just but, oh, but, it drives me crazy. Uh, there are so many levels there that, that you know, I, I don't think you can reduce it to just, well, we'll leave the guy. It's not that simple. It's not that simple. <sighs> I think if somebody's beating you up, you walk away. Well, that's, I, I don't mean, know. That, in, that, that's a line that I view, cross. That's a very simple solution, but it, 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 is, it is a complex issue. Yeah. It's not as simple as, oh, you, you hit me, so I'm leaving. It's not that simple. Okay. Or you call the cops or something. I don't know. It just, it just bothers me. I just, the whole like domestic violence thing just drives me crazy. And I, and I, and and sometimes as much as this, this picture is an example, I'm sure a lot of people see it as, oh, this is about exposure of this issue and it gets it in the, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I just see it as a little bit of it feels like no, you're you're trying to be noticed because you took this picture. It's like I don't know. This is this is, but that you're you're projecting you're projecting what the goal of the photographer was, and right. I don't think that's fair. Okay, I don't know. I just it, it it that kind of stuff bothers me. It's like this this it somehow this is different than somebody shooting war. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying that you get in front of the guy who's about to get shot. Yeah. Maybe the baby in front of the tank. That's one thing, you know, but like, you know, if people are in a war, that's one thing you're soldiers, but what, but you can't, I mean, what was the, the, the photo? I don't remember who took it. Uh, uh, the, the, the child with the vulture in the background. 
Right. Which ended up being, was that the one that was like, ended up kind of being not true or a little bit different or whatever, or maybe that was the one. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Like you, you know, can't, you so can't where save you draw everybody. The line? Sure. Are you there to observe and document or are you, are you there to intervene? You're not, you're, you know, you're a photographer. You're not doctors without borders type thing. You know, I, it, it's a difficult issue and I, I, I could not do the job. Yeah. I couldn't I do it either. Enormous like if I, respect if I was in the do. room with this guy, I would put myself between him and her. But that's not your job. I know that's not that's my your job, job as like, a human, but that's, yes. that's not your okay. job. Well, I, I'm a human before I'm a photographer for me. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. I don't know. It's just that kind of stuff just ugh, it irks me. Sure. Maybe it just irks me that there's guys like that out there. Maybe. You know, that's, that's ultimately what irks me. And I just feel like somebody should do something about that. Like there's a lot of strong people in the world. They should stop the people from being jerks, you know? By the way, that one of like the 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 Mexican people strung up, yeah, Whoa. against the ship hull thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Screw that. Yeah, no bueno. I'm not. I'm not going to border towns in Mexico where there's like organized crime. No, thank you. I'll stay right where I am. Thanks. Um, hey, let me ask you a question. Yep. Alan Bellward's going to be very excited about this. What do you think about <laughs> Pentax? Um. I think they used to make really fantastic gear that I could comment on personally. I think they still make fantastic gear based on reviews that I've read, but I don't have any personal experience with them in the last 20 years. Yeah. Uh, this, this new 645D. Yeah, the new revision, version of the 645D with the CMOS. Uh, that looks like an interesting camera. Yes. That's exactly what I was going to ask. My... My concern with Pentax is kind of the same concern that I've had for 20 years is where are they going to be in five years? And five years later, they're still here. And five years later, they're still here. And five years, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and you know what? Like if you had that camera, because, okay, the new ones, like a a new CMOS 40 to 50 megapixel medium format camera, they made this 645D that came out like two, three years ago Mm -hmm. that I just went back and did, I looked at some reviews of. And almost everyone gave it a glowing review. Mm-hmm. Like everyone was like, it felt amazing in the hands, 10 times yeah, better but, than the phase and the Hossie stuff. But and you, you read the one third as much. And they're like, where's Pentax going to be in five years? Yeah. And here they are five years later, putting on a new camera. So right. I guess the question is like, you buy that camera for somebody like me who needs three lenses. You know what? They have those three lenses. You mm-hmm. buy those three lenses, you buy that camera. And for $15,000 instead of $40,000, you have a nice little medium format rig that what are they, apparently uh, takes it safe is straight to DNG. What's mm. the new one going to cost? Is it the same thousand dollars for the body? You can get the old one now for 6,000 for the body. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now on B and H it's yeah. 6996. Yeah. You can find them for four grand on eBay. 40 megapixel weather sealed. Yep. Three inch LCD. Now the, now the, the sensor's not huge, huge. It's like, it's like twice or it's, it's bigger than the Leica sensor the S sensor. So it's a little bit bigger. It's four by three, but like anyone who's all like the luminous landscape reviews and stuff, everyone was like, wow, like it's, mm-hmm. it's just great. It handles great. The ergonomics are 10 times better than all these other medium format, the, you know, so, and, and it works with all these old Pentax medium six, four, five lenses. So there were like, there were some manual focus ones and then there were some autofocus ones before they put out the digital that mm-hmm. apparently still work great on it. So you can find some of these lenses for a f- two, $300 on eBay. You know, I, I guess my, my question would be uh, similar to, you know, putting a 
putting a digital back on like a 500 cm that those older lenses and maybe this is something where where maybe Carl can chime in that are, are the older lenses capable of resolving I think some of the old Hasselblad lenses are fine at resolving 40, 50 megapixels. I um, see. I don't, I don't know. Cause I don't have any experience. I mean, in I have an old, I have a very, very old Hasselblad lens, which, you know, it was a little soft while shooting with a 60 megapixel back. Um, but, but, you know, there were much newer, greater ones of that. I mean, no one, no one ever complained about Hasselblad glass, you know, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good enough for the moon. It was probably good enough for take some portraits with. Um, I don't, I, I just look at it. I mean, I, I've just seen some sample shots and I've seen reviews and people say these things are great. And it's like, man, how do you say no to a $10,000 body that does what the other guys are going to charge 35 for or 30 for, you know, that's a, you can buy three of them. Uh, yeah. So and, does this, and it's not does like, I, I don't, I don't, yeah, it does. I mean, it's so it is uh upcoming six, four, five D is set to be announced, blah, blah, blah. Uh, appears to be equipped with the same 50 megapixel CMOS sensor made by Sony that we've already seen in the new Hasselblad H5D. It's the same sensor. And the Phase 1 IQ250. Yep. And not only that, but it's got USB 3 tethering. It shoots three frames a second. Like for, for the kind of work that I do, which is I'm walking into a room, I set up a light, I'm talking to the person, and I'm taking pictures, and I just want really good I want really great image quality. It's mm-hmm. like, this is, this sounds like it could be a very good option. If I want, if I want to step up in image quality from my 5d, not that I need it for like my editorial stuff, but like for more, my, my, my more artistic stuff, I wouldn't mind a little more just to make bigger prints. It's uh, just, it's just interesting. Nobody that I know who has gone to medium format has regretted it right. or has a bad thing to right. say about it, but I can't spend 30 grand. I could spend 12 grand. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I don't know. It's just, it's really, it's interesting to me that Pentax is totally like breaking the whole thing wide open. And I'm surprised that they don't get, if the cameras are as good as the reviews that I've read, I don't, I'm wondering why they don't get as much juice. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm interested and I will play with one. And mm-hmm. I've also got to call in to, to borrow an S2 for a few days to give it a shot. Oh, good. Good. Um, so it's, I don't know. It's just, it's, uh, Anyway, I just thought I'd bring bring it up. I, I see you saw the same article this week. Yep, yep. Uh, kind of neat. Yeah, it is. Um, pretty cool. All right, let's uh, let's talk about our second sponsor. What do you say? I say hostgator.com. <laughs> if they start using that as their actual their little buzz, that'd be really like, funny. Like the Yahoo thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yahoo. Okay, that would be pretty funny. <laughs> HostGator.com is a premier web hosting provider. If you're looking to start a website, HostGator can help get you started with monthly hosting plans, one-click installs, tons of other features that can make your site uh, getting uh, getting your site up and running very easy. Uh, if you're a more advanced user or a business user, HostGator can take care of you with reseller plans, virtual private servers, and dedicated servers. And they guarantee 99.9% uptime at HostGator with no matter to your sides or needs. I'm, I myself am still a HostGator customer for many of my sites. Uh, if yeah, you, I mean, if, 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 you're, if you're doing multiple sites or, yep. or you, for some reason, WordPress is your thing or you yep. need to, to, you know, need Magento or something as, a, as your e-commerce solution. This is, uh, I had five or six sites on a single account for like $7 a month. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look, if you're a WordPress user, you're going to love their one-click installs, optimized hosting platform. And when you host with HostGator, you get unlimited disk space and bandwidth. They have uh, free web, web builder, site builder tools that are easy and fun to use. But if you find you need some help, they have 24-7 support to ensure that everything is running smoothly. So head over on to HostGator.com to learn more. And when you decide to purchase, don't forget to use the coupon code PICTURES. And you'll get 30% off everything at HostGator.com. I mean, I'll tell you, I went through a lot of, you know, uh, sort of Linux shared hosting companies over the years. And they were by far the best. And I remained with them for like seven years, you know, or I've been with them for seven years. I've I've never really had any problems. Uh, You know, they've just been really great. Uh, So uh, I highly recommend them. HostGator.com, 30% off. Use the code PICTURES. And uh, and uh, check them out. Got anything else to add? Hostgator.com. Yeah. Thanks to Hostgator for supporting 5x5 <laughs> and not taking pictures. Uh, and if you want to get a hold of us to record Jeffrey singing the Hostgator.com <laughs> song. Yeah. What's, who's, the, who's the CEO over there? Who, who, we'll who, find what's out. Going? We'll, get, we'll get him on the horn. Adam Farrar, CEO. Okay. So Adam, you know. Hostgator. Yeah. Right. Jeffrey's doing the little the, 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 the little pinky and thumb call me symbol right now. That's right. Over the, That's right. Over the air. <laughs> um, who's our photographer of the week? Well, you know, we changed uh, kind of last minute, but I'm not going to say who the, the other one was. Um, but uh, this this guy is somebody who I've been following uh, for a little while now, I follow him on Facebook, and he he always puts up the most interesting portraits. Uh, and his name is Brett Walker. Yeah, um, shoots by and large black and white. Um, really, really contrasty, crushed blacks, and just interesting people. I mean, yeah. he's he, he's his subjects and the way he captures them, the way he portrays them, the way he puts them in front of the camera. Uh, is absolutely wonderful. It's definitely not flattering. Well, I I don't agree with you. I I think uh, I think it is flattering. I think it shows character. I think oh, it it's, shows character. But I'm I'm aesthetically. If if you were the kind of person who needs to be looking a certain way in pictures, he's probably not your guy. Yeah, but if you want to get something probably, interesting out of you. He's your yeah, guy. You're you're not going to go get your headshots done for for a sitcom. No. But man, is his work interesting. Yep. Uh, multiple exposure work, uh, very, if, if it is color, it's very desaturated. Um, and like I said, just, you know, very gritty, very, very high contrast crushes the blacks and it just, I, I love this guy's work and, and I think it would be fascinating to talk to him. Uh, you should give him a call. So Brett, if you can actually find him. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's would a you say he's one. elusive. He's a, yes, I think so. He seems like he has a lot, he's friends with a lot of ruffians. Do you get that sense? Like, uh, maybe. Like, like, like some of these people look like real, like tough guys who are like, like drinking like, beer and beating each other up. Yeah. Characters in like a Guy Ritchie movie or something. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think that's, is that him? That, I think that might be him. I don't know. But uh, the, 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 I love his work. So uh, very, very close work. Next, next, next week. Next week's assignment is to copy. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, real close. I mean, yeah. he's he's very tight. He shoots very tight most of the time. 
Yeah. Um, Almost like macro on people's faces and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But not a lot of distortion, which is interesting. So what do you think's going on there technically? Um, well, I mean, he can be, I, well, actually there, I mean, there is more distortion than you think in a lot of these pictures, but I mean, it's a lot of lighting and there's a lot of, uh, post tons of Mm post-production, you know, like if you shot these with it, let's say, assume for the moment that he's shooting them with any camera that any of us would own. These pictures don't come out of the camera looking this way. Oh, right. Sure. Sure. This is tons of like, not necessarily ton, like a lot of time of, but tons of amounts of Mm post-production. Yeah. And this, this kind of gets back to the whole idea of is using tools in post-production a a legitimate way to, to vary yourself from other people. Yes. Yeah. Right. Um, Some people might argue no, though. I I think some purists Mm -hmm. might say that, no, you should, you know, should all be about your eye. Cause you you can't get these pictures in camera. These are pictures that you get. By manipulation. No, but, but this is also, I wouldn't qualify his work if we're, if we're having to put a name on it. Yep. I wouldn't, I wouldn't label it commercial portraiture. Right. True. Yep. I, I, this is very much to me, fine art or conceptual portraiture yep. or, or, where or I, yeah, caricatures almost. Yeah. Yeah. Where I think different, different rules apply. Like in Rancho Cucamonga. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, one of the things that I, that I really like is he'll go through here. Let me find the, it's funny. Uh, Cause he, some of his pictures on here are actually much more. There's a number of pictures in here that are very safe in the sense that it's like, okay, that's a very nice picture, but it's not like the other ones. You know what I mean? Like th- there are some on here like, um, okay, here, this picture of this, this redheaded girl in color here, I'm sending you the picture. Like that's a beautiful picture of a beautiful girl. But it doesn't look like his other work in the sense that this doesn't have nearly as much post done to it. But you could certainly turn that into, you know, all the more. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. Then he'll also, I'm going to put these in there too. Okay. Look at this one and this one. Maybe we can put those both in the show notes. Same picture, just reworked it. Yep, yep. Yeah. To very different effect. Yeah. Yeah. He just... so really open up the shadows to see what it would turn into. Yeah. And I, I, I like the chances that, that, that he is taking sort of visually in, in breaking away from what's kind of expected yep. maybe. Um, and a lot of experimentation, a lot yep. of uh, just, I, I, I can't say enough about his work. I really like his work. He is uh, he is impressive dude. Yeah. So Brett, Brett Walker, we don't do that many contemporary people who aren't well-known, so it's nice to every once in a while throw one of those in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to send him an email if I can find an email address. Oh, he's on Facebook. I can message him on Facebook. All right, get him on Facebook. Yeah, Brett, uh, good stuff. Uh, anything else? How are we doing? Oh, we're all right? We're about, I think we're about at the right time. Uh, okay. So, so, uh, you, you want to talk about how people can get a hold of us? I, I think, I think it's probably a good idea. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> podcast at ontakingpictures.com. Uh, you can also use the contact us link on the, uh, the show notes page at five by five, which is five by five dot TV slash OTP. That's the, the root of the show. And then slash 95 will get you to this week. 
Um, Bill tweets at Bill Wadman. I tweet at Jeffrey Sidoris. Uh, Bill's got a new, newish blog, BillWadman.com slash blog. You can yep. read about his exploits. All the old stuff is there, but I'm putting new stuff up there too. Yeah. Experiments in, in, in stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, go join the, the, the G plus group. Where are we at? We're uh, 952. Getting there. So we need go, 10 a week. Go tell your friends. We need to get some, we need to hit a thousand before the hundredth show. Or what happens? We disappear like pumpkins. You don't want to know. You don't want to know what happens. Okay. I'll, whoa. I'll put that you away. You do not want to know. Yeah. So, you know, make it so. <laughs> 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 uh yeah and uh and if you have uh comments questions we'd, we'd love to hear from you oh oh you know we, we haven't given this out in a while uh the the, the voicemail number if you okay, want to yeah, leave us a voicemail that? 347-687-9411 347-687-9411 keep putting great work up uh and and remember this this week is uh familiar faces familiar Excellent. faces uh oh one last thing do we have one last thing do we have time sure there is just one more thing. What's one more thing? <laughs> okay, Steve. <laughs> you got your new balance uh, on? Mock turtleneck? I, I, I do. Um, Something underneath a black piece of fabric? Yes. Uh, I got the, the Dan Winters book. Ah. Road to Seeing. Really, really fantastic book. Uh, I've and- just flipped through it because it's about 14,000 pages long. Okay. No, it's not that long, but it is, it is probably two and a half, three inches thick. It's a, it's a thick read. Um, it's really 696 wonderful. pages. Yeah. And, and fantastic photographs, stories, BTS shots, uh, See, from somebody who's an amazing photographer. This, this is what makes me really angry. Cause I had ordered this book pre-ordered it had shipped to me in December and UPS said they delivered it and it was never downstairs. And Amazon wouldn't send me another one because it was in back order. And now it costs $15 more than it did back then. Right. Grr. Uh, but you know what? It's uh, when is, I ordered, is it I ordered it? Uh, yes, I ordered it last week. It never did come out of, of unavailable status and on yet it still ships their website. Yes. And it should, and I got it a day earlier than it should have been. Okay. So I don't know if they're just they're they're They've got limited quantities at the warehouse and it's not enough to say it's in stock. I, I don't know, but it, but it, it said it was in, it, it said it was out of stock on the day that I ordered it. The next day, I got a message, an email saying, good news, your title is in stock and we'll ship on blah, blah, blah. And then uh, the next day, I got another email saying, uh, good news, you're going to get it a day early, you know. Right. But it never, according to the website, it never came out of unavailable status. Crazy. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to have to Dan give Julius Winters, a call. Yeah. A really, really good book. Um. Yeah, very excited. And I've got another book coming. Um, I don't know when it will be here, but uh, uh, Kappa in Color, which I'm really excited about. I will check that one out too. Kappa in Color. Huh? Mm-hmm. Ah, Kappa. He was so cool. Yeah. Bastard. But I always, I always want to call him Frank Kappa. <laughs> Different guy. I know. Well, and it was Capra. 
Yeah, you, you're mixing guys. I'm 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 mixing my my uh, my dudes. You're, I think you're doing what's called a mashup. <laughs> That's right. I'm doing. Which which will, <laughs> wait 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 is is it a feel good movie where somebody overcomes stuff while storming the beaches of Normandy? Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, it's it's, it's the feel good war movie of the year. <laughs> yeah. Okay, then it's Capra. <laughs> then it's a Kappa movie. Uh, next week, speaking of mashups, we will be talking about mashups and yeah. mixups and stuff. So yeah. tune in next week. All right. Is that it? I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. You right. good? Yeah, I'm good. We'll see you All next right. week. Have a good week. See you next week. the way